Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. What's up, internets, and welcome to another Fan Bros special delivery. This is Chico Leo, and as always, I'm flying high above the Brooklyn night, and I am joined tonight by... Uh, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Wakanda's favorite DJ, a.k.a. Yolo Ziff, in the building tonight. So, here we are, uh, uh, right on the winter solstice, and it feels more like a summer solstice, but... Uh, here we are. Uh, we will soon be experiencing the uh, the temperatures of the Badlands mm. into the Badlands. I don't know. That, it was pretty warm in, into the Badlands. That's what I'm saying. But it's uh, you know it's been unseasonably warm here. Mm-hmm. So you know it's got to be warm to grow poppies. True indeed. Opium doesn't grow in every place in the world. You know. Nope. No. No. So That's hand of five. Hand of five poisons. Was the name of the, I'm assuming, winter finale. You know, they picked it up for six episodes, which was a little bit of a paltry sum of episodes. And, um, you know, all along, I think, you know, we both had mixed feelings, not to speak for you about this show. I I was kind of bigger. I was higher on it in the beginning than the last two episodes. Um, And I thought this was a little bit of a befuddling finale. Um... They kind of introduced a whole bunch of new characters. They killed off, you know, one of the main characters and dropped a whole bunch of information, some of which made sense, some of which I don't know if it made sense. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, apparently MK, who, you know, is the one, it turns out is not the only one, and there's a bunch of others, and there's all kinds of super-powered monks... Jedi Knights, so to speak. Were and, they featured uh, before this episode, or did they just show up out of nowhere? I think they were featured in, in one other episode, unless it might have been the opening to this episode. Okay. They might have been in the last episode, but um, if so, it was just one shot, you know? Um, so, I, you know, I don't know. Um it got really complicated and and you know when it started when it went when there were less fights and more comparisons to game of thrones i feel like into the badlands suffered it didn't have the characters the writing or the performances to sort of justify some of its more like grandiose you know political intrigue type stuff that guy quinn's beard uh, finally realized that it's like one of the worst beards in the history of television or film and it definitely didn't work for me, and it dragged down every scene that he was in. Wow, yeah. his beard dragged every scene down. Mm-hmm. Quinn's beard is the nemesis. Is it DJ Ben Amin's nemesis? <laughs> it's definitely not on my top ten friends list. No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I have an image of you doing battle with his beard, like <laughs> Spock fighting a Tribble. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree with you, Chico. Like, it's definitely you know it was an attempt to get that Game of Thrones type mystique going on, you know, with the different. You know, clans, crews, and cliques, or right. whatever. But it just did not work out. Like it did, like you said it on the nail. I mean, you hit it on the nail. It just did not have the performances. It did not have 
the writing. It didn't have the characters. It just didn't have any of that that keeps you that interested. Like, I like the widow for the most yeah. part, but even she her. She spent this whole episode lying on a couch. Yeah, and it's just like, okay, whatever, you know, like, is the daughter going to kill her mom or not? You know, it's another show and, you know, filled with daddy and mother issues. And Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I um. I mean, you know, I'm I'm, intri- I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens next. But again, there's so much on right now, um, and you know, I don't know. It's, especially when you go out on on a weak note. I mean, it leaves a little bit of a of a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Um. The show did have a lot going for it when it was good. It it definitely is. You know, the fight scenes were great. There, you know, I I like the steampunk weird world that they're in, but um, you know, we'll see. Quint Quinn is dead, and that's a major major deal. So yeah, definitely, no I, more they beer. might be rejiggering it for next season. Oh, it definitely seems that way because it seems like you know now it's like into the Badlands, and now they're in the Badlands, and you know right. you're gonna see a whole different world, which might be kind of annoying because it's like they set up this one world. And now you're already moving into this other one. But it seems like, you know, a lot of the major dudes are dead. I guess uh, Jacoby, whatever. Uh, right, Jacoby is dead. Yep. Well, I'm not sure. I mean, it's like, it's not if they're dead or not. I mean, they got punched around pretty bad. But, you know, not like they got chopped in half or anything. No, although there was a plan. Like, even even if those super monks hadn't shown up, his <laughs> regent, the female clipper, was going to clip him. Ah, okay. Even after. So, yeah. even, even if he survived that fight. I, I think that the plan was that, you know, she and Quinn's ungrateful son were going to kind of take over for Jacoby and Quinn. Oh, okay. I get it. So they were being traitors to everyone, basically. Right, exactly. And so, yeah. And then there was even a question as to whether the, the widow's daughter was going to betray her. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of cliffhangers for a show that, yeah. like, I'm not sure how the ratings were and if they're going to get a second season. And I mean, Sonny, you know, Sonny's like, oh, you're going to be the last person I ever kill to the Baron. Like, if that show comes back, I guarantee you the Baron is not the last person that Sonny kills. <laughs> no, he's not going to be peaceful for the whole next so, season. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have to find some new body parts to get tattoos on. For real. He's going to have to start covering his face like little Wayne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, um,. Yeah, we also had this week the mid-season finale of Supergirl. I don't know. Did you catch that? Nah, I missed that one, man. I've been off and on on Supergirl this season. Right. I've so, enjoyed it, but, you know. It, I mean, I don't know. I like Supergirl. The stuff that works really works. The stuff that doesn't. Um, it's interesting because the, her workplace stuff really works uh, with Kara, you know, where she's Kara. And... Um, the Cat Grant stuff works really well. In this episode, Cat Grant figured out that she was Supergirl. So that'll obviously affect things going forward. There was a lot more with her Kryptonian aunt and uncle who have a big grudge against Jorel and Lara, her natural parents. And so they attacked her and then they uh, sent a bunch of Kryptonians and, and I guess other aliens to attack Maxwell Lord's uh, work, you know, his, his company. Um, so again, I, sometimes the superhero stuff doesn't work as much as the sort of day to day workplace stuff where she's, you know, in her secret identity, trying to go through life and balance, you know, both sides. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's an eight o'clock show on CBS a network that, you know, tends to skew older, 
But um, I definitely, I feel like if you like The Flash, it has that sunny, super heroic side. And again, there aren't that many shows with female uh, protagonists, you know, superhero shows anyway. No, definitely. I I enjoy Supergirl when I do see it. But I have to say, um, I I don't want to not disagree with you, but I do say that I think the superhero stuff is done really well on the show. Like the effects and, you know, her fight scenes are pretty cool. That yeah, you know you're right. I I should have I should have been clear. I was thinking more. So she works as Supergirl with, with the Department of Alien, you know something the DEO, mm-hmm. and so I find a lot of those storylines with the you know and and now we know she's working with the Martian Manhunter, and her sister clearly has some kind of a past. But I feel like those storylines they're all very sort of murky and subterranean, like physically. Um, so no, you're right. When, when she's Supergirl and she's flying around and she's fighting supervillains, there was some really good fight scenes tonight with her and her aunt and, uh, the other Kryptonians. So yeah, all that stuff is dope. I was just thinking in, in terms of the show, they sort of usually alternate between her working as Supergirl with the department of alien, you know, whatever in their underground lab or in Cat Grant's, you know, super sort of pastel, you know, pleasant sky, mm-hmm. you know, whatever that, that was what I was saying. No, you're right. When she's flying and even when she like runs and opens her shirt to uh, reveal the Supergirl outfit, it's all dope. Um, I do agree with that. Yeah, no, definitely. And I feel, you know, because her interactions with Jimmy and her other coworker are probably better than her interactions with uh, Martian Manhunter and yes. you know, her sister and the and even her sister. Yeah, no, I agree with you there, but definitely, like I say, you know, I'll, I'll be back into Supergirl when it returns because I like the show. It's not the best. I think some of the stuff is a little too TV, you know, ish like yeah. with the will they won't they with her and Jimmy when we all know they want, you know, Jimmy want to dip up in that real quick. So Yeah, I mean, Lu- Lucy Lane is only there. I mean, she serves no purpose other than just to be standing in the way of yeah, Olsen and, and Kara. That, that type of stuff is so whizzack. Yeah, yeah. All right. But, you know, like anything, this is, you know, there's people watching the show who haven't seen, you know, hundreds of shows and seen that trope before, you know. Most There's definitely. people who are watching Supergirl have never seen Cheers, never seen Moonlighting. <laughs> never seen Heart to Heart, never seen... Right. Um, Family Matters, you know, like, well, Urkel gets Yeah, I was about some. to say Family Matters. <laughs> I mean, for real, it's like on every show, you know. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess th- this has been a weird week, you know, and a couple new shows are starting up in a couple of weeks, but, the you know, the two shows that we just talked about had their, you know, mid-season finales. A couple of shows ended this week. Homeland, which is still going, had its uh, last episode They've moved everything to Europe. The whole the whole episode took place in Germany. I thought it was better than the last couple of seasons of Homeland. Um, Fargo, which is absolutely like after Mr. Robot, might be my favorite show this year. Um, wow, just ended. Yeah, Fargo is really good. No, I keep hearing that man, and like I'm gonna I'm gonna get on Fargo like in between you know over the winter break i'm gonna get on some fargo because i keep and i would say just check out the second season because it's like true detective in that has different casts and different you know or or american horror story although there's two members of the second season cast who um are actually 20 years older in the first season cast the first season takes place 
um, 20 years after the se- the second season takes place in 1979 oh, and the okay. second one takes place in the 90s or even like in the early 2000s so um, but you don't need to know any of that I you could definitely pick that up with the second season the Nick also ended its second season and uh, if you haven't you should definitely run out and listen to our episode where we interviewed Perry Young of the Nick and from the way they ended it, it looks like the Nick is over, period. And, wow. um Yeah, so that's another one that I really liked. Two seasons, every episode directed by Steven Soderbergh. Um, great score, great performances. Stars Clive Owen, um, Andre Holland. And... Uh, it's, it's just, it's really good. I mean, it's like the best hospital show I've ever seen, but it's a lot more than that because it takes place in 1901 in a hospital in Manhattan. And um, not so that, that might be over. I'm not sure. And then Sci-Fi Channel uh, premiered a new, a new series and a miniseries both this week. And uh, Ben and I got to check out both of them with, with very varying results. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, the Expanse and childhood's end which was the mini series and expanse is the new regular series on sci-fi and this is my first time in a long time watching anything on sci-fi so it was like kind of a revelation you know that these shows are actually you know not terrible and you know can be pretty good but i um i started on the expanse and i think i got about two episodes into that three maybe like two and a half and it just kind of lost me and i you know, it just, I don't know, it, it, it pretty much just lost me. And then I finished all the childhoods in. But what did you think of The Expanse? Because you got a little further, didn't you? Right. So I watched all four. So they've four episodes are on there. And I definitely think, you know, part of the interesting thing is, you know, we're in this weird period where some shows are being released once a week for two, three, four months. Some shows are being released all at once for binge watching where people are watching the whole thing on a weekend. They sort of split the difference. The Expanse, the first season is going to be 10 episodes. There are four Two have been on TV and two more are on demand. So I I thought each episode was better than the previous one. Mm. Um, so if you were like on the fence, I would say stick with it. It's definitely a very dense. There's a lot of characters. There's three simultaneous storylines that clearly will connect. And we're starting to connect somewhat after four episodes. But in the beginning, there are three totally different storylines um, but that's how, you know, Game of Thrones was like that. I mean, if you remember, like, and, and even still, like, you know, Daenerys' storyline is still very, you know, very far away from all the other characters, although that is starting to starting to mix, you know, in this last season. So, um, you know, it's a very, it's a big political thing. Um, it's based on some novels and there's, you know, Earth has colonized Mars but then Mars, in the way that America did from Britain, like Mars has become independent and the two cultures are, are very different. And in between, there's an asteroid belt that supplies water and mineral and minerals to both Earth and Mars. And there's a storyline going on on each of those that is that is all sort of interrelated, although the Mars story really starts starts out in space. Mm hmm. Um, I, okay, so let me say something about it. I really enjoyed that. It's like, and I think uh, people like Tatiana will really enjoy it because it's very hard science fiction. It's like, 
you know, it's definitely a lot of, you know, fat in it. You know, the space travel takes forever and a day. I, I liked when they did the hard gravity and they had to get the injections into their spine to survive it. And different right. little, you know, little things like that. You know, there was a lot of worry about oxygen and just... And like, water. Yeah, water, obviously. But, you know, I mean, in space, just all the realities of being space were being explored. And the stuff in space, it did look a lot like Battlestar Galactica. So... One of my issues is, that I guess this was, you know, they hired some new hip PR firm. The, you know, and Sci-Fi has been trying, the channel has been trying to make a splash since Battlestar Galactica with some hard sci-fi. And they haven't really. And so they were definitely trumpeting this as the new Battlestar Galactica, which I think is always a mistake. Because even if it's as good as Battlestar Galactica... It's still not going to be as good because, you know, it's just as good. And Mm -hmm. if it's not, it's just a bad, you know, a bad comparison. Um, But the space stuff does look like that. Um, And uh, you're you're definitely right. I mean, it's definitely much harder sci-fi than Childhood's End. Now, I watched Childhood's End was three two-hour episodes. And I watched the first two-hour episode. And I didn't watch the other two. It felt very... um, Felt like a mini series from like network TV back in the day, like twenty years ago. Like yes. it was a little flabby, a little basic for back of lack of another term. Um, that would be how I would describe it. You know yeah, the way. Like, I mean, not the way Crayshon uses you know, basic. Yeah, not to not to use you know street terminology, but you know a basic meh, might yes. be the term because yeah. it's, it's it's pretty. You know, it was childhood's end is a mini series i think they're actually an hour and a half each episode they definitely drag on so they might seem like two hours but uh it's on sci-fi obviously and it's based on a novel by arthur c clark childhood and he end. wrote 2001 like, yes that's that's for, what he's most famous for i think yeah definitely not as famous for childhood's end and right. rightly so but childhood's end tells the story of you know earth and one day these aliens come to town and they, you know, float up on their spaceships above the planet, like Independence Day. But instead of blowing yes. everybody up. Or V. Or, or, or V. Yeah, definitely. I was getting some V feelings watching this for real. And so then they, um, because I didn't know what was going on. I've never read a novel or anything. So they propose to the humans that they're going to eliminate, you know, all the bad things and basically create a utopia on Earth. And they proceed to do so. But they never reveal what they look like to the humans because they're like, you couldn't deal with, you know, what we look like. And it'll take us years for us to ready you. And when they finally reveal themselves, they look like the devil. Like straight up and down, you know. Like red with a goatee. Red with a goatee with hooves, horns, tail, wings, manned devils. They come down from the spaceship, and the first one who they, who's been the ambassador to Earth, I mean, looks like a devil, like a seven, eight, nine foot tall devil. And that dude, the one who's the first ambassador, is Charles Dance, who played Tywin Lannister. On wow, the I I did not know that, and that is awesome because the makeup job on them is quite exceptional, and he does a great job, and his eyes are so expressive and so like. Because when he first reveals himself, it's like one of the most unintentionally hilarious moments. Because he walks out there and he's like, uh, I'm a devil, you know, like, hey guys. Is that like you know, at the very uh, end of the third episode or is it earlier? Than oh, that? no, that's the very end of the first episode. 
Oh, well, oh, you know what? Maybe I didn't even finish the first episode because I definitely didn't see that. Yeah, no, that's... But I, the... I got through most of it. I know that. Yeah, well, no, that's the very end of the first episode. It's that oh, they reveal okay. themselves to be devils or look like devils. And then it, like, jumps ahead in the storyline and, you know, they've been there for, like, 15 years and they've established themselves as, you know, like, bringing a utopia on and people age slower and just a bunch of different things. And it follows a bunch of different storylines of humans, you know, and the reaction and the 15 years after and what is the devil's ultimate purpose on Earth and all that. And it's an interesting little thing. I mean, you know, it's three joints, you know, hour and a half each. It's not the best thing, like Chico said. It definitely has its flabby ass moments. Yeah. But, but I, I did not know that that was my man Tywin. And he definitely, you know, is slamming as dude. So... You know, if you know, like the dude else. that the aliens decide to talk to, who who becomes like their spokesperson, or is like you know a Midwestern white guy, you know, yes, corn husker. It's stuff like that that I just felt was so like, you know, what you know, most but people then, on the planet are Chinese. Why wouldn't they pick a Chinese person? You know, they, or, they actually do make a point saying that they were picking between him and an eighty-two-year-old blind uh, woman from Seoul, right? A Korean woman or something. Yeah, yeah that I did see. I. Yeah, I, you know, um, I thought I watched the whole of the first one, but now I'm realizing that I might have cut it off like 10, 20 minutes before. And so I am, I mean, I'm intrigued by the devil thing, you know, just even just seeing the makeup and all that. And I'm intrigued that it's not that that isn't the big ending, you know, and no. the big reveal. So the idea of them exploring that for four hours or for whatever, three hours does sound good. Yeah, no, there's definitely more to it than that. And there's a whole, you know, big twist at the end and a pretty different ending than you would expect from a, you know, it's definitely not an ending that you would have got 20 years ago on network TV. I'll say that, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but it's definitely not that. And, you know, it explores a lot of different themes and stuff. And it's, you know, in its own way, you know, it kept me where I had to watch it to the end. I will say that I had to see, you know, I had. Yeah, to see if I it. had gotten to the devils, I might things might have been different. Most definitely. Yeah. So check it out. You know, uh, childhood's end on sci fi. You can peep them all on demand. And it's, you know, cool little show there. <laughs> Big shouts to Tywin Lannister shining as a devil twice. Yep. Yeah. And this this week you will get you'll notice that we haven't mentioned Star Wars or the Force or whether mm. it awoke or not, but mm. uh, you can trust us; it did in fact awake, most definitely. Um, and we will be uh, we we're talking about that this week on Fan Bros. So keep your ear out. We have an all Star Wars episode with spoilers. Although the first first few first fifteen minutes, there's no spoilers. Yep. And then from then on, we get all into it, you know, and give you our opinions, you know, right away. You know, me and Chico can tell you, you know, spoiler free, we both loved it. But, yep. you know, you're going to have to hear the episode to really hear all that good stuff. And uh, also, Chico, don't you have the Black Girl Nerds and Fan Bro Show crossover the the second time the Wonder Twins have That's joined? right. So this week, I, I believe tomorrow oh. or today. As, yes. Yes. Uh, the... Uh, Tatiana and I appeared on the most recent Black Girl Nerds podcast, talked about fan bros, talked about sort of the state of things, mm. and uh, you should definitely check that out. Most definitely, yeah. So a lot of different, you know, fan bros content coming to you. As we wrap up this year, we also got our year-end episode dropping next week, you know, so 
We give That's you, right. Give you a little bit extra for you know the holidays this week. So a little a little holiday cheer. Yeah, a little Some holiday fan bros cheer. cheer. Most definitely a little fan bros cheer. So uh, I guess with that, you know, may the force be with you. Fan bros.